position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode 150 of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you on this, the uh, 10th of September, Sunday, 2017, at 14.32 p.m., so known as uh, 2.33 uh, uh, p.m. Pacific Time, the coast with the most, and for our sequel friends, 2017-09-10. Uh, Ivor know over there in the booth, crack engineer, holding up the whiskey sign. Thank you, Ivor, you are fired. Um... Episode 150. Wow, kind of crazy. Uh, we have uh, more. We we are coming approximately closer to our normal uh, our normal show offering for you this week. Um, let's get straight to our top stories. So, uh, first of all, um, there's we have a kind of a touchy topic because, like, I try to keep this the toy aisle. We have two kind of touchy topics. One is actually very actually touchy, very political. Um, there's been a game that was recently released, and I spent some time this week thinking about how we are going to cover this. There's been a game released on Steam whose name I'm not going... I've decided to not use, and I'm not even going to really describe the game. Because 
I don't want people to go buy this game. Um, because it, it's, it's completely offensive racially and, uh, beyond that, it offends my sense of, uh, democracy, justice, and, you know, other, the the other tattered shreds of what it used to mean to be an American, uh, that I still cling to bravely through the ash-strewn apocalypse, uh, <laughs> through which the rest, through which, uh, through which we wander, um, but, uh, instead of mentioning this game or even describing, let's just say that it is very anti um it's not funny either it's not a clever take, it's not funny, it's, you know, blah I refuse to buy this game, I refuse to mention the name of this game um, etc um, but let's just say that it is a game that is very offensive uh, to our immigrant friends and neighbors of all stripes, and should offend, deeply offend every real American, uh, in my humble opinion, if, you know, you believe in what makes this country great, you should be offended by it, um, and the best way to, you know, uh, not react, but to, um, deal with that sort of stuff is to shun that sort of shit, and do what we're about to do, completely denounce it, disassociate yourself from it um as publicly as you know you possibly can because you know when someone is pushing someone else around it's important that you you jump in there if you're able to and say hey stop pushing them around stop pushing that guy around you'd be surprised like I, I came up with that whole idea as a philosophy um for like a fake political movement literally three years ago um, I was like, oh, we could do this whole website called Stop Pushing People Around. It would fucking bring about world peace in like five years. Anyway, I just want to say that uh, and it was especially dispiriting to see such a, you know, obviously racist, fucking disgusting um, you know, thoughts or whatever, or political beliefs manifest themselves in the medium that I love so well, the medium of the video game, so instead of, you know, blah, instead of mentioning the name of the game, or anything, because I don't even want people to fucking go look at it, I don't want people to fucking buy it, you know, blah, blah, one of the, one of the least effective ways of, uh, I can't remember which developer friend that I follow on Twitter, but this is a couple years ago, they were like, oh my god, I really hope that everyone who reads this, you know, goes and buys some other game other than Hatred, which is currently number one on the Steam store. So I, I had to go and buy Hatred um, and play it for six minutes. Um, but yeah, I just want to say that the best, on behalf of myself and, you know, former engineer Ivor Molina and, uh, you know, uh, the freedom-loving peoples of the American, American way of life, uh, we do not, uh, endorse or share um, anything short of complete uh, uh, racial and social equality and justice it's a rule of law kind of place and that means for everybody and uh, equal justice under that rule of law which means for everybody right now we are having some difficult times living up to those ideals in a lot of different ways and we have always since our inception 
um, since the revolution, since, you know, 13 years later with the Constitution, but always, always it's not about what we, what we have done or what we currently do well. It is always the, the American experiment in representational democracy and self-governance has always been a forward-looking, aspirational, more perfect union, to quote my main man, Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, to more fully realize, uh, and yeah, the promise that, you know, of equal justice under the law, of the rule of law, of self-government, of freedom and justice for all, um, the right to pursue, the right to pursue life, liberty, etc. It's always been an aspirational thing, so even in these dark times, maybe specifically because of these dark times, I just wanted to say that that's what even though, like, we're not a political show, um, you know, that's what that's how we feel and fuck the guy who made this game and fuck his friends little Breitbart alt-right trolley motherfuckers you should not fucking be allowed to learn how to code and etc. I am, however, pleased I do entirely support um, their right to, uh, to reveal themselves as total cocksuckers, but crypto assholes, I cannot abide. Um, and they are a vast legion of cowardice, a cancerous vast legion of cowardice on not just our entire society, um, from like a, uh, ideological, philosophical, and political standpoint, but really from a day to day, um, thing, but I support their right to you know, reveal themselves as assholes um, and to reveal themselves as being cocksuckers by putting their name on, you know, this this completely, I mean I'm a white, fucking half Latvian Jew, half Irish Catholic motherfucker raised in both traditions, believer in none um you know, I'm I'm and I, and I, I don't get offended easily from a political perspective, but this was just, I mean, I was like, whoa, you're a cocksucker. You are a cocksucker. Um, and so there we go. That's, that's how we're going to, and by the way, in, uh, in, uh, six more, six more weeks, six more episodes, we'll do our official, um, 150, you know, 150 plus six, uh, episode extravaganza. But uh, for right now, we're just saying it's episode 150. Um, and that, uh, but, you know, yeah. So, we support racial justice, fucking social justice, fucking economic justice, the rule of law, and, you know, the basis of our <laughs> of the American experiment. So, and democracy. Also, our second kind of heavy thing that we have in our top stories, uh, Thoughts and, you know, I, I don't believe in God, but thoughts and prayers and everything. It looks like uh, go out to everyone in Florida and Texas and stuff, but especially Florida right now, because they are, right now, as we're recording this, um, Hurricane uh, Irma, which I keep wanting to call Irene, <laughs> shows you how old I am. Um, Irma is uh, making landfall. Luckily, it seemed to uh, 
get lost in between Cuba and straight off track and is hitting the west coast of Florida as opposed to just going right down the middle, which just looked like it was going to be a fucking catastrophe. Our thoughts and prayers, etc. From Best Links Games Podcast, I'm sure someone out there, you know, for I'm sure that someone in a shelter right now is eagerly awaiting the news of the Best Linux Games podcast and their old friend Skooky Sprite and that Tuxa Penguin himself is, you know, pulling for them, but uh looks like some serious shit and uh something it's difficult to ignore, even though we are the toy aisle, as the schmooze from WFAN would say. Um it's something it's difficult to focus on the toy aisle when I mean it. Seven million people are evacuated, and you know who knows how many people are going to lose everything. Same thing with Harvey. Um, it's just been and a fucking uh, eight point whatever earthquake in Mexico. I mean, what the fuck? It's the end of the world right now. I'm wearing a T-shirt that literally says, mm. It looks like a political bumper sticker. It says, We're doomed! 2016. Um, but yeah, that's how it feels. Okay, so, up next in our top, top stories, uh, we are working on, I mean, really actively working, getting our OBS, Open Broadcaster Software, um, Twitch live streaming capabilities up and running, but I'm having some problems in Mint 18.2, even though I've recompiled FFMPEG, which is something I've done before for other shit. I got everything. Everything is supposed to work. I cannot get NV Encoder, NVENC, the uh, hardware-based, proprietary-based, um, if you run an NVIDIA card, it it's like twice as fast as your ass. It gives you laser feet, um, why does Red Fryman want Oog to die? Rip Oog head off. The chains from in my dreams, you're right there already in the demon produce aisle. Um, you know, hell week all rolled up into all one thing here, kind of thing. Um, and I don't know why I have these night vision goggles. It's twice as fast as your ass. The Oogie McTosh laser feet. And, uh, this is the drizzle. Um, and yet, for some reason, OBS in Mint 18.2 will not fucking let me use it. And it is not the simplest process now, especially that uh, NVIDIA has switched to a new SDK. It was simpler before, because I got to work before. I want to say I got to work before. Before I switched to 18.2, Mint 18.2. But right now it doesn't work. I am, I'm literally spending on average three hours every fucking day trying to get this to work. I have, I mean, I've spent over 40 hours this week trying to get this to work. Huge promise, and I really want to talk about it, and I really want to have a live Twitch stream whenever the fuck I want, and simultaneous record capabilities, almost lossless, you know, blah, H264, whatever, and I want it to be done on my goddamn NVIDIA card! And I want to bring the news that that works to uh, you, my Linux friends and neighbors, my brethren. Uh, so, that is an ongoing process. I wish I could say that I felt a lot closer to having drilled down completely to it. I found some other people who were having the same problem. Um, 
But it's a very general problem. It's just that MVENC does not show up in my in my encoding options in OBS. So we shall see. It might be one of those things that like so many other things in, in the world of GNU slash Linux operating system of the, the world of the FOSS, the grand idiosphere community that binds us and advances us together in incremental developments, slowly at times, rapidly in others, but we advance as one, as the rising tide, unfortunately, an unfortunate metaphor given uh, Irma, as the rising tide of our technical mastery lifts all boats and peoples together towards a brighter technical future in which we are more capable, liberated from the chains of proprietary software, of frozen, frozen software stacks, and incompatible, unworkable, unauditable proprietary operating systems, a new general computing platform for the 21st century and a way of life. At least in terms of a philosophical approach towards tackling any problem, scientific, any problem that can be conquered through rational, rational thought and and application of logic, any scientific, etc., etc., etc. Foss, yes. So that's what we're working on there. This week we have a feature for you on Factorio which I'm not sure how I'm going to talk about it, but that's our feature this week. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, why don't you hit him with it Ivor, let's get straight to our new and noteworthy. We got two pretty cool new and noteworthies. It's a pared down new and noteworthies this week because there are other newer, there are other, there are two other there are other games than these two that have come out recently, but these are the two that I want to focus on this week. I was a North American fall when were in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Ah, thank you, Ivar. First off, in our new and noteworthy. Ah, and this is our 150th episode. Uh, oh, why? Where is Steam? Uh, okay. Ivar, what did you do with my. St- Where's Steam? That's weird. My Steam client is closed, but the Steam Friends um, sub-window is still open. That was interesting. I had to restart. Okay. Anyway, first off, in our new and noteworthy this week, uh, super cool new and noteworthy, which I bought. It's about two weeks old. It came out about two weeks ago. It is called... It's a DLC pack for XCOM 2, one of our favorite games from last year. Uh, It is called XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. Which is really expensive. There we go. It's 39... Excuse me, let me take a cigarette out of my mouth. $39.99. Um, everyone has said, though, that more or less, that it's totally almost a whole new game. Um, so it's totally worth $39, especially if you're a fan of XCOM 2. Uh, what do, what, what does, uh, for access, thank you for, uh, th- th- I mean, thank you, Feral Interactive, I love you, 
Farrell, once again, I love you. Farrell, of course, did the port of this Fraxis title. XCOM, about this content, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen is the expansion to the 2016 award-winning strategy game of the year. XCOM 2 War of the Chosen adds extensive new content in the fight against Advent. When additional resistance factions form in order to establish the alien threat on Earth to eliminate the alien threat. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Let me read. Re- when additional resistance factions form an order to eliminate, not establish, the alien threat on Earth. In response, a new enemy known as the Chosen emerges with one goal. Recapture the commander. This expansion includes new hero classes to encounter the Chosen with. New enemies, missions, environments, and increased depth in strategic gameplay. Um, yeah, it looks fucking rad. Just the new skins and, uh, stuff. Look fucking rad. Uh, do we have any audio from this fucking thing or what? Like, what? Are we just gonna... We're just gonna pretend. We're just gonna pretend that, like, this is cool, right? We're just gonna pretend. I guess we have no audio. Okay. Oh, that's right. Uh... Anyway, so that's XCOM 2 War... Well, fuck it. I'll I'll play through the speakers, goddammit. Let's get you closer. Okay, so that's that's completely not worth it. Ah, I was hoping for some good old-fashioned voiceover, but whatever. So that's XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. Downloadable content pack came out August 28th, 2017. And yes, if you've not played the, uh, X, the XCOM reboot and XCOM 2, now is another good excuse to go, and I recommend that you do them in sequence because XCOM 2 is so great if you've played the reboot of the original XCOM, which is also called XCOM. Um, XCOM 2 is so much more effective if you've beaten the the, pre- the the previous game. So that's XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. Up next we have, just a, I just wanted to mention this because it is it is new and it launched with Linux support. It's called Vulture. V-U-L-T-U-R-E. And Vulture builds itself as... This is kind of exciting. I just got it last night. Vulture came out September 8th, 2017, so two days ago. But I, I found it last night. Vulture builds itself as... Vulture is a vertical shooter inspired by classic vertical scrolling arcade shoot-em-ups. It introduces a block-based construction mechanic, allowing players to collect blocks to build bigger and better ships, as well as destruction mechanic that allows ships to have blocks blown off while still flying. Um, no one's played it yet. No user reviews. But Vulture looks like Raiden. Like the old original Raiden or like Tiger Heli. Any top-down... Um, shooter, two, 2D shooter, um, but crossed with reassembly, which really scratches an itch that now that I've, now that Vulture has been kind enough to inform me that I've had the itch, I have no idea how I never, you know, had desired it to be scratched previously. Looks fucking cool. 
reassembly crossed with the traditional arcade 1980s style top-down shooter. Um, so yeah, Vulture right now through September 15th is 30% off at uh, $10.49. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be able to play it sometime this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's Vulture and XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. That brings us to our feature this week. Wow, we're burning through it. Oh my god, it's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature, I can't read you. I can't read you, I can read your mind. Take it, Kooky. The Libyans! so funny, like every time I hear that, I keep wanting to add that last deliverance! But then it's there because we did, you did a good job on that Ivor, maybe, maybe we should hire Ivor back, because, anyway um, so our feature this week is a game that is I think it, let me make sure feature this week is Factorio F-A-C-T-O-R-I-O now, I'm going to demand this is just, I've only played 20 hours of it, but I have played those 20 hours of it in the last three and a half days because it is that good. Um, Factorio's been in early access since the dawn of time. But instead of really going into an elaborate thing about Factorio with you right now, we're going to do something different because Factorio has done something very smart. The old school way of getting people addicted to your fucking awesome, addictive fucking game. Going back to like Doom. Going back to fucking... Uh, Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, we'll we'll yeah. It's five bucks. You can buy the fucking uh, three and a half inch floppy at you know your local software store in a cardboard package. You know, yeah, yeah. It's only five dollars, and you boot it up, and you know you play it for like six hours, and then you find out that this is only one of you know the six campaigns that are in the complete game. Please feel free to use the 1-800 number on the outside of the package. This is before the days of the internet. Um, please call us at id Software. We're open 24 hours a day. Actually, they weren't. Actually, they weren't open 24 hours a day, which is a major problem, actually. They, were, they had normal business hours, which is a big problem in terms of getting my uh, registered copy of uh, Doom. Because I had to get, you know, I didn't have a credit card. I was like eight years old or whatever. Um, had to wait till my dad got home from work and was in a good enough mood and everything else, all the stars aligned. And because he had the credit card and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that we could get through on the fucking, it was a big process. But anyway, Factorio has borrowed a page out of those golden days of, uh, of shareware. Um, and those beautiful Apogee fucking right at the register fucking software uh, computer store oh the cornucopia of Duke Nukem oh the original Duke Nukem like not the 3D version but the original where side scrolling Commander Keen so many other things anyway Factorio I don't even have to tell you anything other than this Factorio has a free demo you, by virtue of the fact that it, that the free demo costs exactly free which, if you do the, um, if you cast, if like, you know you, if, 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 if you're, um 
if you're going to convert that string into, you know, an integer, that's actually let's convert it to float 0.000 units of real money. So that gives me the wonderful handy out of just saying, go fucking download the Factorio demo, F-A-C-T-O-R-I-O, and give it a spin. Now, let me tell you what Factorio is all about. I'm in love with Factorio. I, I was really encouraged back in the day, a thousand years ago, like literally it's over two years ago that Factorio came out in early access and I was like one of the first people on Steam to get it in early access. Um, but I'll be honest, in early access, especially back in the day, like two and a half years ago, two years ago, it was not the game that it is now. Factorio in early access actually kind of turned me off. It was also kind of depressing. I liked the premise of Factorio or what appeared to be the premise of it but it had no, as my friend, my buddy Captain Ford mentioned, because he, he and I are two Factorio geeks now, um, we're gonna start a server uh, for Factorio actually um, but it, as as uh, we were talking about Captain Ford and I the other day they have streamlined simplified and uh, prettified over the last two and a half years all of the gameplay all of the play mechanics, all of the visual elements of the game, and they have gone the extra mile to make a game that is whose central focus is fundamentally is 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 is, is, um, is entirely focused on the fundamental challenge of creating complexity beyond any sort of rational human comprehension apart from its own creator's understanding of the, you know, viciously complex system that they've they've designed. They have managed to take all of that stuff and smooth out the first, you know, three hours of gameplay so that you actually understand what you're doing and augment it with the exact perfect level of tutorials and instruction um, required to really get up uh, and playing on your own. I mean, that's the goal of the first three hours of Factorio. And you'll like the first three hours. You'll like playing the tutorials. The tutorials are, and that's a really amazing thing. The tutorials are just as fun as actually playing the game. And the real game is the best, you know, the best you can tweak it however you want, but the real game is just a sandbox mode. There is a simple goal. Well, here's the premise of Factorio. You, in the year 20-whatever, who the fuck cares, because it doesn't matter. Sometime in the future, last week, Wednesday, um, <laughs> uh, your spaceship crashed on this planet that you've never been to before. Uh, using only your far-flung resources your far-flung scientific understanding, science fiction-based scientific understanding and technological mastery, you know, blah. Your goal is to launch a rocket into space with a satellite to guide it to send out, like, a distress beacon or something. They don't even really, I don't even, I'm not even really sure if they tell you why the ultimate, and that's the end of the game. That means you win the game. You beat the game. When you launch a rocket with a satellite, 
into outer space. I'm assuming that's to send out like some sort of distress signal to you know the rest of your people so they come and rescue you, but it doesn't matter. Because the point is, you start off with nothing. You start off with a pick, a metal pick on the surface of this planet. And uh, instead of uh, taking a very craft like approach, which the game does have, it's at its core, is a crafting approach, you know, uh, get these three types of things in these certain quantities, combine them to make this other thing etc, but as opposed to Minecraft or whatever where like, or even Seven Days to Die where you can do this stuff at a workbench or in your inventory or whatever, no 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 no, Factorio Factorio is built around the idea that you're going to build systems that are going to be automated and will complete at a unbelievable, I mean literally like a hundred times greater level of a degree of efficiency um, the tasks and the uh, technological research and stuff that you need to do to accomplish you know, your end goal you will automate all of this everything from harvesting resources to processing them to uh, powering and fueling the uh, facilities that uh, power and process them you will deal with electricity, coal nuclear power um, you will build complex logical circuits and uh, complex circuits from logic gates that are robust and crazy um, and the game presents you with a tech tree that is realistic, believable as it is rapidly consuming in the tidal waves of insanity and awesomeness that it portends so basically in Factorio you start off, oh by the way all of this is told from the perspective of a straight up top down non isometric at all this is a straight up 2D game with 3D style sprites um they're, they're the animations are great some of the actual um colors and stuff for like the landscape I don't like as much um, but it's all very effective, and the animations of everything are really the stars of the show. Because, for instance, so you take your pick, you get some stone, you find some stone, you make a, a forge, then you get some coal with your pick, then you get some iron ore with your pick, then your pick is dead, so you take the coal and the iron ore to the forge, you throw them both in, make a bunch of iron plates, you take out the iron plates, let's say you make five of them all this happens very fast you make five of them, you make a new pick you make two or three new picks because the first 20 minutes of the game are where you are primitive man and you are using a pick then you get some copper then you get some uh, some wood then you get just a, cu- just a little bit of wood then you get a lot of iron, copper and coal then you start building mining machines and these automated mining machines instead of having to use your pick they actually you put plant them on the resource and they spit out a constant supply in you know every so every a certain amount of ticks uh, of gameplay of, of game time they spit out uh, a stack of that resource then about 30 minutes about 15 minutes after that, you start building um, the conveyor belts. 
that transport, instead of you having to pick them up by hand as they just spit out their shit, you start building conveyor belts that take these things, that take the resources to where they're going to be refined in the forges. Then, about 20 minutes after that, you have about maybe four or five different mining machines in a fairly complex supply chain with a lot of different conveyor belts um, and inserters. Inserters are the things that, like, when you think of, like, a 1980s or an early to mid-90s uh, style uh, Flint, Michigan auto plant, when you think of the assembly line and you think of those giant mechanical arms that actually, you know, pick up the part, twist the part, um, insert the part onto the thing, hold the part in place while another specialized uh, robot, you know, drills the part, you know, uh, puts the nuts and bolts in place, and, you know, like assembles the the seat on the part, and then it moves to the next stage of the assembly line. Inserters are those giant arms that pick up the part and hold the part there. They move things to and from other things. That can be to and from conveyor belts, that can be to and from uh, forges, Um, they can take things in, you know, you can can, uh, have their, they face one way, and deliver in the opposite direction. So, you, and they, they're totally rotatable um, along all four cardinal compass directions. So you can have, like, on one belt, it's, let's say it's just bringing iron ore from your iron mining machines to, like, a series of forges on the, on once on, on the, on, on the side of the, on the, yeah, you'd have the belt that would run, like, you know, a straight line, and then Right next to the belt, you would have an inserter that would grab the the iron ore off the belt as it passed, and then right right behind the inserter would be the forge, and it would throw the iron ore into the forge, and the forge would you know blah. And then on the other side of the forge, or whatever side of the forge you wanted, in fact, you could have the output of the forge be picked up by an inserter, and then placed on another belt or or directly into another facility for further refining or combination or whatever the fuck you want to do. It's important that, like, I mentioned inserters because they are the fundamental awesomeness, second only to, you know, the fact that everything that you can do that you can imagine or that needs to be done, um, that anything that anything that your character can do can be automated. And can be automated to such an extreme degree that... That's why it's called Factorio, because it's basically about creating in-out supply chain, manufacturing, sequential, time-based, criteria-based processing and uh, manipulation of otherwise inert matter, matter to the point where you don't have to lift a goddamn finger. It is very, very analogous to everything I have, you know, spent 20 years doing with Linux. You know, a great system administrator is always a lazy system administrator. They don't fucking just define a macro or whatever you're forced to do, you slavish Windows freaks. No, we'll just fucking write up an entire script that, like, grips aux, aux and aux prints and processes and takes the output of something through these pipes 
and then processes it incrementally, does five different things, spits it out into four different temporary files, they're pasted and combined together, all of which is great, and then you have your own custom fucking uh, network diagnostic script, let's see what fucking, let's see what's going on on our network let's, you know, match every IP that's connected to our network to an actual operating system, and then let's, you know collate that shit, and let's never have to remember how to do this by hand ever again, and you know 40, you know, 40 lines later or whatever you got your fucking script, and it's awesome um that is exactly what Factorio is like Factorio But the coolest thing about Factorio is that it's so simple and it's so patient. It It's not a p- punishing game. I would recommend, I would say one thing. I don't know if this is available in the free demo, but uh, it took me three iterations of you know being in the sandbox before I was finally like, oh, okay, I think I really know a better way of really doing all of this and let's restart again. Um one of the things that makes Factorio and I could see Factorio being a little difficult to learn is if you play in the normal game mode which actually has enemies and the enemies come and fight you at night and they fuck up your ship pretty badly and it's stressful enough when you really know what you're doing and how to defend and everything you know, of course all your defenses have to be automated because it would just be silly I mean you have a gun, same way you have a pick and you can upgrade your guns and shit, same way you can upgrade your pick eventually. But it's much better to just have turret systems, rocketry, lasers, you know, other things that are all automated, belt-fed, powered by electricity, or even better, nuclear power, and, you know, with a whole system of conveyor belts that keep, and a manufacturing system behind those conveyor belts that actually manufacture the clips for and ammunition for your turrets and then feeds them in directly, you know, plus so you don't have to worry about any of that shit. You can go on solving the other problems of your day. There is a game mode. It's all when you set up, you know, your world seat or whatever. It's right there. It's, you know, so a whole bunch of checkboxes and stuff and multiple tabs of ways you can customize the game, which is really cool because the vanilla game is awesome, but um I would recommend that until you get the hang of the technology stuff so that you're free to experiment and actually pay attention in a stress-free, somewhat focused environment once you get into your, you know, after you complete the tutorials. I recommend making, uh, I think it's called peace mode. The enemy, no enemies will attack you or your facilities unless you attack them first. That will make it much better. You'll get very far and you'll make a lot of you'll you'll get you'll make some great advances in the technology tree to the point where you understand the tech tree, which is interrelated and multi-branched, um, with multiple different tiers of shit, and it's really logical. But you have to really it takes you know twenty hours before you can really start to understand like where the best stuff is that you need early on to research and shit like that. Um. So, figuring that stuff out without having to, you know, exist under the constant grinding threat of everything being destroyed because you forgot to reload a bank of turrets or because, you know, there was some supply chain fuck-up where, like, oh, our, you know, we're not generating enough electricity from our hydroelectric plant, so everything is moving randomly slow as the the power cycles run through the entire fucking network. Um, so, certain inserters are missing, 
you know, they're not picking up what they're supposed to pick up, and it just keeps moving down the line, or, or all sorts of different problems, and oh, uh, look at that, uh, the, the five most important turrets never got their ammo, and the fucking, the fucking biters came, you fight these insectoid-like creatures, the biters came, and they destroyed everything, including, you know, blah blah blah, that's less fun, now, what, what is cool is once you know what you're doing, the biters are great. And uh, having to manage, you know, your defensive and manufacturing and scientific processes is really, really fun. But the game is best played and understood and will addict you like a motherfucker. Go get Factorio's demo and fucking boot it up because it is like the greatest simplification of this type of game, which is Captain Ford stretches the analogy by saying that Factorio is a lot like um, open uh, Railroad Tycoon Railroad Tycoon sucked even when it first came out I've never played open Railroad Tycoon because I hated uh, Railroad Tycoon if you want to play open Railroad Tycoon it's free um, it's a you know open source play like I think to Railroad Tycoon but anyway those games were about transporting and supply management this is about literally creating factories and technology that self-automate so you don't have to. Eventually, like, once you get shit rolling, you don't make anything in your inventory. You have other things that make the things that you need. And not only that, you don't even pick up the things that, you know, once they're made, after, you know, other things that are making the things that you need, once they're made, you don't even fucking touch them because they just fucking, you know, they're on a conveyor belt or they're, you know, move to another place or they move on to the next step of manufacturing if they're like an uh, uh, intermediate component for something bigger. It is fucking awesome. And seeing once you have like a simple like four or five belt, you know, like three machine kind of thing, which you can set up in 10 minutes once you know what you're doing. Um, the first second that you look at it and really realize what you've done and seeing all of these inserts, I mean, you have hundreds and hundreds of inserters eventually. I, I probably logged uh, five hours on my current iteration, my current run of the game. I've never beaten it yet. I haven't beaten it yet, but it's not a game that like really you're focused on beating it. You're focused on playing it and it gives you the space to focus on playing it solving and figuring out which problems you want to solve and how you want to solve them in your own totally Minecrafty and open-ended non-structured way there is no limit to the ways in which the ver- the versatility of the ways in which you can you know f- and the number of decisions um you you can decide to make and the ways in which you can decide to solve the problem of you know, fully realizing those decisions, like, you know, like, let's say, oh, I want to make steel plates, okay, well, how am I going to make steel plates, well, I could set up another supply chain, I can have it be fed this way, blah, 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 blah. it is fucking awesome, in fact, Torio gives you the space, and, uh, the, um, it's just a perfect razor's edge balance between feeling like you're constantly exploring this stuff, while also constantly having mastered it as you go through it, it is awesome it is nothing like Railroad Tycoon and it is much much better looking, much more complex and much simpler to actually play, there is I don't think that there there's, item descriptions have no have no more than like four words of, of description for them um it is radical 
and if if you like any sort of strategy games, it's not it's not necessarily a strategy game because this is unlike basically any other game that you've ever played, more or less. I mean, I, it's manufacturing the game. Um. Anyway, you got a trifactorio, and it is sheer, it is another extension of the sheer genius of the design that they have extended into their marketing plan by offering the free demo. Runs great on Linux. Factorio, check out the demo. And uh, stay tuned uh, over the coming weeks as we roll out our server. I have some mods that I want to make for Factorio. Um, But I want to check, you know, the Steam Workshop content. You can run it on uh, a dedicated server, just like DigitalOcean or whatever, because all the CPU cycles, more or less, for everyone's supply chain, because it's hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of machines that you will eventually have. Um, And that's just in my five-hour um, run. I've just looking at it is amazing. As all these things are moving from this place to that place and being pulled off the line, added to the line, taken out of, added to, coal is being put into, you know, all this shit. Um, but yeah, stay tuned to this space for more. There's not a lot that you would really want to add in terms of mods to this game. I do have a really good idea that might make multiplayer a wee bit more fun. Um, right now they're the standard multiplayer game modes. I have not done any research on them. Um, but Captain Four and I are going to set up a dedicated server for Factoria, so you'll be hearing more about. So there we go. That's uh, the show. Oh, you're right, Ivor. Um, we only have one deal for you this week. Uh, the name of the game is Everything. If you want to know more about everything, we're not going to do any puns or jokes about everything. Go back and listen to, uh, I think it's like maybe last four months of the show, uh, somewhere in there. We did an entire episode on everything. Um, and we exhausted every joke that we never need to make another joke about everything ever again. But everything, which is a great game, right now through, uh, I think Dece- or September 5th, 14th or 15th is 40% off at $8.99. That'll do us, uh, Best wishes and uh, hopes and etc. go out to uh, Harvey and uh, Irma and uh, you know yeah, really pulling for you and uh, you, the listeners if you feel like it um, check out Salvation Army's website or you know, jump on the internet, there are easy ways to just text um, you know, like Harvey or whatever, a certain word to various relief organizations, and bam, you donate $10. Everyone does that. It's gonna be a lot a lot better than if everyone doesn't, I guess. Only together, rising tide lifts all boats. Cheers, thanks for listening. That's our show. See you next week. The internet is for Hey, I think this is porn. Porn, porn, porn. A good idea. Tracky. Oh, hello, kid monster. You are ruining my song. Oh, me sorry, me no mean to. Well, if you wouldn't mind, please being quiet for a minute so I can finish. Okie dokie. Good. I'm glad we have this new technology. Porn, porn. Don't keep fucking saying that to me! 
for porn. Oh, sorry. From your own desktop. For you can research, browse, and shop until you've had enough and you're ready to stop. It is I, EB Farm. Internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. A good idea. Hugging me, porn to porn, porn, porn. That's gross. That is a fact. I like you. I'll get you a drink. Oh, really? You're a pervert. Normal people don't sit at home and look at porn on the internet. Oh? What? You have no idea. Ready, normal people? Ready. Good evening, pricks! <laughs> internet is horrible. Sorry, Kate. The internet is horrible. I masturbate. All these guys unzip their flies for porn, porn. The porn, internet is not for porn! porn. Flames, flames, flames on the side of my face. Ew! The internet is for porn. A good idea. Internet is for porn. I hate porn. Grab your dick and double click for oh. porn, porn, porn. I hate men. Porn. I'm leaving. Porn. I hate porn. the internet. The internet is for internet is for internet is for porn. Yeah. And wipe your hands. If I see a smudge, I will have you destroyed. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to see. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop 1. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, yada, e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of Weaponized Chess. Boy, this is a fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.